Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we are entering the final chapter of the final chapter. That means we're in the final chapter of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22, where the final chapter about this creation's passing away and the establishment of the new is written down in God's inspired word. Pastor Jim will spend this week and next explaining what this chapter reveals and what we should understand about this. I don't think it's possible, but if you'd like to exercise your brain this week, here's my challenge. As you listen to what Revelation reveals about this new heaven and new earth, try to imagine this place, a place where there is no more sin, no more struggle against evil, sickness, starvation, and death, no more protecting ourselves from those who would harm or steal from us. The truth is, We have little capacity to fathom such an existence because life within the devastating impacts of sin is all we know. But we can take God's word for it. This will be a wonderful place and a wonderful existence beyond our imagination. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, A River Runs From It. For all those things that will be made so much better about this earth during the millennium, It will be made completely perfect in the new heaven and the new earth. It says simply, there shall no longer be any curse, nothing at all. It's back to where, remember when God created the heavens and the earth, and in six days He fashioned it into what we see, only we've never seen it except after the fall, and He says that God looked at everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. This will be very good in the sense of perfect for eternity. Now, you and I cannot come anywhere near fully understanding all of what that means because we have never lived in any state except under the curse. That's the only condition you and I have ever known. Nothing will remain that will bar the fellowship of God and man. Nothing will remain that will turn any man against any other man. Perfect harmony, perfection, no more sin, no more curse. It will all be about our joyful, unhindered service to God and the Lamb. His name shall be on our foreheads, and we, His bondservants, will serve Him, and that will be our joy. We will be His personal possessions. We are redeemed by His blood. God will dwell with man. It's just going to be a fellowship. They shall see His face is a lot more significant than it might at first seem because all through the Bible we're taught that no unglorified human can ever see God's face and not be snuffed out because the glory of unbridled holiness would consume any fallen being in its presence. But the time is coming. When? Well, when time is no more, which is an oxymoronic sentence. How can you say when, which is a time word, when there is no more time? Well, 
that's when it'll be. We shall see his face. This is, if you want to look at it this way, this is the ultimate then that we look forward to. It's kind of like someday. You know, all those projects you're going to get to someday, well, this is what you're looking forward to. Think of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. It says, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, just as I also have been fully known. Now means during this time under the curse. Then, in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, is what we're reading about in Revelation 22. This new world will never have any night. The Lord God shall illumine them. We saw that this whole place is lighted by the glory of God. Glory of God is basically the sum total of His attributes, of his attributes and it's, it's described as um, unstoppable light in all of its fullness. You know, I, I tried to figure out how to describe that to you any better, and I can't. You'll just have to imagine it until you get there to see it for yourself. This is when God's universe is once again completely in a state which reflects His glory. And referring to God and to the Lamb, it says, They shall reign forever and ever. Jesus is coming again, and when He comes again, He will bring His kingdom to earth. He will reign for a thousand years, and at the end of that thousand years, He gives it all to the Father, and they together shall reign forever and ever, and ever. The perfectly clear implication from those first five verses of Revelation 22 is, eat from the tree of life. The only way you will ever have eternal life is to eat freely from what God gives you. The only way you receive eternal life is to receive it as a free gift. The wages, that which you earn, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. And then comes another reminder, verses 6 and 7. Heed the words of the prophecy. This angel who had given John the tour speaks again. He takes us back to the very same instruction that we heard at the beginning of the book. See if you recognize it. Chapter 22, verse 6. And he, again, the angel, said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, sent his angel to show his bondservants the things which must shortly take place. And behold, I am coming quickly. That now is a quote from Jesus. Blessed is he who heeds the words of of the prophecy of this book. Now that's actually the start of the end of the book. This is the beginning of the epilogue. This is the, the final words from an angel, from John and from Jesus are going to take us to the end of the book, but I want to save part of it for next time and next week you'll see why. He says, first of all, these, this angel does, these words are faithful and true. Now that sums it all up. This is not fiction. This is not an opinion about how things might be. This is not wishful thinking. This is not speculation. The book of Revelation and the entire Bible, all of its words are faithful 
and true. They are true in that they are the exact revelation from God containing everything you need for life and godliness. Every word is inspired just as it is. And as Proverbs said, do, says, do not take away from the words of this book, do not add to the words of this book, lest you be proven a liar. This is true. These words are faithful and true. They are faithful in that they are totally reliable. You can count on them. What does it mean when you say a person is faithful? It means they come through. They get the job done. They are reliable, trustworthy. If you don't rely on these words, you are a fool. And you bring needless trouble on yourself. These words are true, and if you don't believe them, you miss out on all the blessings in the new heaven and the new earth that you've been learning about. Remember, you will be either in heaven or in hell. There are no other possibilities. There's no middle ground. There's no transitional state. There's no annihilation. You will be consciously, eternally enjoying the fellowship of God, or you will be consciously, eternally being tormented in a place described as eternal fire or the lake of fire. Now, we made a big deal about it when we began the book of Revelation. Did you hear an echo of chapter 1, verse 3, when we read those two verses in chapter 22? Chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near. Now, when it says he who reads this book, that meant a lot more to the original readers than it does to us. He who reads refers to the person who would have the honor and the high calling to be the one to read this book out loud to the entire congregation in the church. When I was talking to you about the opportunity to reach out in Russia, I read to you the letter from Pastor Nikolai. When this book of Revelation came, the people, all the believers in each one of those cities would have come together and someone would have read to them this book. That's quite a deal. They would have read the book and they would have heard what was read. Then they would make a copy that they would save in that location, take the original to the next city, and one who reads this book there would be greatly blessed to be the one who would read it. And it was a great blessing even, therefore, to hear the words of the prophecy. Now think about it. If you have not just a scroll of the book of Revelation, if you have the entire Bible available to you every day, you can hear and obey these commands to read and hear these words infinitely easier and more often than the original recipients of this book. And you can understand it better than they could because you have the whole Bible so you can see the proverbial big picture. You can look through the book of Revelation and you can, you can go back over and over and over and over all the other books of the Bible and find the 400 allusions to the rest of the Bible that John had. They couldn't do that. But notice the, the blessing that's promised here in 22.7 is not just for reading and hearing. It says, blessed is he who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book. Now, how do you heed what this says? 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.